Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Sorry for being inactive for a little bit, but you know, it was the holidays, just trying to get my motivation back. Just figured I'd take a little mental break, you know, been putting out a lot of content and uh, just kind of cleanse and come back strong. Uh, I was planning on coming back after the new year, but there was a some bombshells dropped in the past few days. So this podcast, it's it's, it's going to be a multitude of topics. Uh, what I'm going to start off with is NFL award predictions. Now that it's week 16 and, uh, you know, season's almost over. Chiefs are going to be taking a break. So, uh yeah. So my pick for MVP is Aaron Rodgers. Now, uh if you look back to my week seven, week eight uh predictions, it was Russell Wilson. And even then I think I might have been a little flawed. Because he has not played well at all since his like four or five game stretch. Uh and Aaron Rodgers has such an insane touchdown to interception ratio that he's keeping his defense off the field while their offense is dominating. And I'm I'm just gonna use this argument. I think I think the seven hundred yards that Mahomes has on Rodgers right now is Better than the extra two touchdowns and one less interception. But I saw a thing today, I think it was by CBS Sports, that said that Mahomes had 16 dropped interceptions. Just imagine if half of those were caught. He's had 14 interceptions. You know how that would put him very, very high. And that might pass him for Carson Wentz, to be quite honest. I don't think he fumbles a whole lot, but that would make him a pretty bad decision maker if the defense caught at least half of those. People would be saying, wow, look at how accurate his deep balls are. Dude, man, he's like a better Jameis Winston. But let's say, for for the sake of our, I think Matt Stafford... Uh, we won't use Matt Stafford. Who who should we use? Who should we use? Who should we use? Uh, average quarterback. Average quarterback. Average quarterback. I'm trying to think. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. If we put Baker Mayfield on the Packers and Baker Mayfield on the Chiefs, I think that the Chiefs would still I think the Chiefs would do better than the Packers in that scenario. Because right now, the Chiefs defense playing like a top five squad. Top five, top ten squad. You know, their defense is playing amazing. Their offense he still is gonna have Kelsey. He's gonna have Tyreek Hill. He's gonna have two amazing, not as good running backs as Chubb and Hunt, but he's still gonna have two good running backs in CEH and Le'Veon Bell. And then whenever Damian Williams comes back. That's three. That's a three-headed monster. But if you put Baker Mayfield 
on the Packers, you've got Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Good running back. Got Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the league. You've got Robert Tonian, a glorified Hunter Henry. And you have Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, and that's it. I might be forgetting one or two people, but that's pretty much it. Harrison Butker is better than Mason Crosby at this point. And it's just... I, I think I think Mahomes is going to win it, but I, I think Aaron Rodgers deserves it. Offensive player of the year. Here's how I think this should go. I think it's a very, very close race between Derrick Henry and Travis Kelsey. You could even throw Devontae Adams in there for me if he was healthy the entire season. But for, for, for the sake of argument, I'll even throw Alvin Kamara in there because of his Week 16 performance. By the way, 180 yards, all-purpose yards, and six rushing touchdowns. The last person to have six rushing touchdowns in one game played in the 40s or the 50s. Before the, I, in the, before the modern era, I think they said. Played for the Bears. I forget who it was. My mind wants to tell me Mike Dick, Ditka, but I think he was a tight end. I don't know. Um, but if Travis Kelsey is able, he's he's not playing this week, which hurts me in fantasy. But I picked up Kittle when he was hurt, so we're good. We're chilling. If Travis Kelsey is able to fend off his teammate Tyree Kill, and DK Metcalf. In reception yards, it will be the first time a tight end led the league in reception receiving yards. And if that doesn't win offensive player of the year for a tight end, I I don't know what does. I I literally don't know what does. But then you got Derrick Henry, right? Derrick Henry is a linebacker that gets fed the ball twenty five times a game. Now, the offense runs through Derrick Henry in, in Tennessee. Everything goes through Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry is not having a good game, the Titans get blown out. And that was very evident in that Packers game. But if Derrick Henry is rolling like he was in the Colts game, or there was a game early on in the season where he had like, uh, you can even look back to last season. When Derrick Henry played well and he had over 100 yards rushing, their offense went off for like 45 points. There was two games this season where uh, Titans had at least 40 points. Both of them, Derrick Henry played amazing. Against a good defense. Against a good One was against the Colts. Colts right now, to me, are a top three defense. So if you're talking in terms of who's the more valuable offensive player, 
It's Derrick Henry. But this isn't most valuable offensive player of the year. This is offensive player of the year. And if Travis Kelsey weren't there, they have three deep threat wide receivers. They have two overvalued running backs. And they have a... I haven't seen what rookie Seals Jones has done or whoever TJ Yelder, I think his name is. They don't do anything. That offense is centered around the fact that Kelsey can go up and catch a third and eight. And that's what allows them to take those deep shots is because if they get in the pickle, Travis Kelsey can just run out for 10 yards, get that first down, and they're back to throwing their deep shots. He's what allows that offense to be that offense, and that's why he has so many receiving yards. Because they get into so many third downs, and then they throw it up to Kelsey. And you could maybe have an argument that he wasn't that much better than any tight end. But you look at it. I was listening to the Fantasy Focus Now podcast earlier today. And they were saying that Kelsey is leading tight ends by a wide margin. It's like what you would have drafted Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes to be for the quarterbacks. You're like, yeah, they're going to be good, but you paid that high value for a position that you can get in later rounds that are serviceable. But you you draft them that high because you expect them to exceed so far above the other competition. And the tight end position, position was so bad this year. That he was able to lead by like 10 points a game or something stupid like that. And you can't argue. You you can you cannot argue that Travis Kelsey was the best tight end this year. You cannot. You could argue that Derrick Henry wasn't the best running back this year because of Alvin Kamara. You can argue that Alvin Kamara wasn't the best running back this year because of Dalvin Cook. There's three guys that are going for the same award at the same position. But there's only one tight end there. And that that says something. Defensive player of the year is... They should just name it the Donald Award. Because it's going to Aaron Donald. I I don't need him to say much about that. I, I was saying Miles Garrett at the beginning. Or the middle of the season, I should say. But... Uh, that quickly changed, very quickly. Aaron Donald is just a beast. You you can you can't stop the man unless he stops himself. That that's what this boils down to. Uh, he I'm pretty sure he was keeping up with Jalen Ramsey on a pick six or a fumble recovery. And a defensive tackle should not be doing that. <laughs> and he is he man strong. I think he benches about five hundred. I can't bench one fifty. Heck, I don't know if I can bench 100. <laughs> I I weigh like 150. That's like over three times my weight. That's insane to think about. Enough said about Aaron Donald. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. If you, if you add a third person to the conversation of Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, then you're crazy. Uh, I kind of flip-flop on uh, who deserves the award right now. 
And the only reason I'm doing that is because I know how well Herbert has saved me in fantasy because I made the stupid trade of Josh Allen for Lamar Jackson week four. I made that stupid trade, and that was probably the worst trade all year. By far. And... Uh, Justin Herbert saved it. He saved it. Lamar was going through his streak of only God knows what he was doing. And Herbert was able to consistently give me 20, 25, 30 sometimes. And then Herbert went through his little thing. I was still able to win games. And I, and I looked in the playoffs. And I said, okay. Herbert's in a slump. Jackson has been doing, he's been putting up 20. I need the guy to put up 20. So I've been playing Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert has been my backup. And for that slump, I got to give it to Justin Jefferson. I I think no matter what, I think Jefferson's going to win it because of the media bias. Or you know what? Herbert might win it because of the media bias towards quarterbacks. But... If if the man gets selected to the Pro Bowl, right, and he he's he's the only offensive rookie to be selected to the Pro Bowl. Now I get it that it's easier for a wide receiver to get into the Pro Bowl than it is a quarterback. Because there's only three quarterbacks. But there's like thirty wide receivers that could get in, excuse me. There's thir- th- no, there's 32 possible wide receivers that could get in, plus. So, I, I think jo- Justin Jefferson came in and did what they were hoping, what, what Stephon Diggs did. Now, Adam Thielen was a wide receiver one, but... Justin Jefferson was selected to the Pro Bowl for a reason, and we need to recognize that and give him his award. Defensive Rookie of the Year. This is no-brainer. It's, it's the same argument as I used for Justin Jefferson. Chase Young. He transformed that defense and why they're in the playoff race right now. Why, they're, why, they, why they lead their own destiny going into Week 17, Sunday Night Football, where everyone's going to be tuning into to see which team that started out 2-7 and seven comes back and gets into the playoffs. Now, since they went 2-7, they've gone, what, what are they now? 6-9? and nine? They've gone 4-2. and two. Now, that's from Alex Smith getting back healthy. Chase Young has rallied the defense in a way that Alex Smith is able to put up okay games. And they're able to win by multiple scores because they trust their defense. Alex Smith is able to keep them off the field sometimes, give them breaks, which is something that Dwayne Haskins was never able to do. And that's the reason why they're winning games. So I think Chase Young deserves it. Do I think this was a very, very, I'll say, uh, This draft was filled with a bunch of decent players. Not a bunch of... There's a few great players, don't get me wrong. Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, Chase Young, 
But there is also a lot of, eh, you know, serviceable guys. Guys that you'd sign because they're young. Uh, Jalen Rager. Jeff Okuda. Uh, you know, a bunch of those guys. So, it's it was a very interesting class. It's nothing like 2017, 2018, but... You know, it was it was good. It was good. Comeback player of the year. I think week eight I picked Big Ben. And if they went sixteen and zero, it would be Big Ben. But the fact of the matter is, what are they? Twelve and three right now. Yeah, twelve and three. Twelve and three. They're twelve and three right now. They're not fifteen and zero. They're twelve and three. Meanwhile, you've got a team who had the number two pick holding their own destiny for a playoff spot without making any major moves in the offseason. That's because of Alex Smith, and I just explained it. He's giving the defense a chance to be to be their full potential. That's exactly what they need from their quarterback, just someone to give them their full potential. And, I mean, that's that's all you really need. I'm not going to... Big Ben has played so horribly these past... The weeks... 13 through 15. Like, they, they lost to a Joe Burrow-less Bengals. And for a previously... They're, they're the 40... They're last year's 49ers. An okay offense... Being carried by defense. Now they don't have the George Kittle. They don't have that Garoppolo Kittle connection. But they do have an amazing wide receiver core. They did have an okay running attack. Until last week when they had 20 rushing yards. And half of those came from a big run. Late in the game. But yeah, this is that's Alex Smith. And then coach of the year. There's, uh, I think the media is going to give it to Mike Tomlin, but we got to give a shout out to my boy, Brian Flores, as a, as, as a Patriots fan, as now, now this is me being unbiased. I love what the Dolphins are doing. I, I love I love that Dolphins Raiders game. Can we talk about that for a second? Can we talk about Fitz Magic? Can we talk about that face mask? I don't know who that D lineman is, but he is getting his butt chewed out by every single person at locker room, the coaches, everyone. Everyone he might not have a job next year. I do not know. He he probably won't have a job in on the Raiders. Let let's say that. But I feel like it's so crucial. I, 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 that's gonna be very interesting to see how Flores plays the, the uh, playoffs, and even we even this week, because on one hand you've got your rookie quarterback that you selected fifth overall, you'd like to get him to play in these bigger games, but at the same time, you're making a playoff push. You don't know how long this is gonna last. You like to win while you can. 
ever since Brian Flores stepped into the Miami space, Miami Dolphins, it took him a few weeks to get acclimated. But once he got acclimated, they, they're on fire. They're on fire. They're such a flash, flashy team to watch. They're so fun to watch. That's not because of Tua that... It, it, I mean, it's fun to watch a lefty throw the ball around. Like, it's just refreshing watching... Who's left-handed? It's so refreshing watching a Cody Bellinger home run. Or Ken Griffey Jr. swing. It's so refreshing to see Phil Mickelson swing a golf club. It's so refreshing to see, you know. Oh, I'm trying to think of a lefty. The only one that can come to come to me is right now is Kelly Oubre. And he's not that good of a shooter. But when he does shoot it and he does make it, it looks good. It It looks better. So that's one reason why they're fun to watch. Another reason is Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic. He defies time. He defies time. Time Time ages. Ryan Fitzpatrick does not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it and then their defense. They were they they weren't expected to have a good defense. But Byron Jones, Xavier and Howard have put that defense on their back. One of the best secondaries in the league. Best, I, 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 I'm really debating if they're the best cornerback duo in the league, and I'm only debating it because I know J.C. Jackson is going off, and Stephon Gilmore was the reigning deep boy. But they're up there. I love what Brian Flores is building. And as a Patriots fan, since we're probably not going to be winning for a while, uh, I just don't want the Bills to win or the Jets. I, I hate both of those teams. But the Dolphins, I I respect the Dolphins. I respect the Dolphins because Brian Flores is part of the Belichick tree. And to see Belichick finally spring off some good coaches in the NFL is refreshing to see. Because it seems like every other one has failed in the NFL. The best call, I mean, he's... It was, uh, dang it, what's his, I'm gonna, oh, man. Oh, man. I, I'm gonna get quick, I'm gonna get roasted for this. The Alabama coach. Nick Saban. Why was I thinking Urban Meyer? Nick Saban. He coached the NFL for a little bit. Didn't work out. He went to college. Best fo- coach in f- college football right now. Mike Vrabel. And Brian Flores, the only three coaches out of the Belichick tree that have legitimate success right now. So, those are my picks for the NFL awards as of week 16. They probably won't change going into week 17 unless, like, Aaron Rodgers has a horrible game. Because Mahomes isn't playing. But if Rodgers goes in there and has a game like he had against the Bucks, that might change things. If they secure the first seed, then Rodgers should win MVP. Anyways, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this segment. And uh, we're going to go into a kind of a deeper subject, one that I kind of want to talk about. So let's head over there. The next thing I'm going to be talking about 
is the uh the two hype drama now the last update i gave on it was the season desist that mopey tweeted out and i'm not going to go and i'm not going to read all the tweets but td put out his video and mopey just put out his video today td's video it was it was a I, I will give him this it was a very well it was a very well put together video he showed the proof these videos went hand in hand perfectly i don't think they could have planned this any better if they kind of collabed on both of the videos td put out all the evidence of why these people are bad he told his story and then mopey came in and he didn't provide he provided a few screenshots but he didn't have he just it was him just talking to a camera for 45 minutes and man they, i don't think i've ever defended a man i'm i'm i am not for people who i'll put it in his terms use the devil's lettuce classifies themselves as an alcoholic uses vape and nicotine i i don't i don't i don't like people who live that type of lifestyle he use all that stuff on the regular to cope but this is what he talked about in that video makes me makes me feel like okay maybe maybe it's warranted it's it's legal where he is so he and the people didn't, as much as they want to say it, they, they didn't help him. They didn't help him. He told stories of, of Jess, I'm, I'm not even, I'm, I'm on Mopey's boat now. Of Jesser. Meeting fans in Target or Vaughn's or wherever they're at. And he's asking them to stay away. Asking them to stay away. And, you know, Mopey, if, if, if you're somehow listening to this, bro, I support you 100%. You've got a whole army behind you. If everyone that is subscribed to Jesser sees that video and they still think that Jesser is a good guy, then they need to reconsider some things. They need to look at themselves in the mirror and tell them to that selves five times and try not to laugh. To Jesser. I don't I don't blame you. I do not blame you. You've You were doing what was right for you at the beginning. And I don't blame you. You joined the house with Chris and Zach. Well, with Chris and then Zach joined. But that was what was right for you and your YouTube career to begin with. And you all kind of came up together, right? But then you moved into the Yorba Linda house. And you changed completely. You took 51% of Mopey's channel. His VR channel. You took 51% of his his channel his 
and yet you call him, you're you, best friends since elementary school. Jai, Jai, to, to Jidel, Jidel. You are possibly one of the most two-faced, biggest snakes I think I've seen. There's Katie, and there's you. You you came up with Mopey. You came up with Mopey and Jesse. Jesser. I'm I, I need sorry. Jesser. And you You do not put any energy into Mopey's videos whatsoever. You were so disrespectful to the man that I I'll be honest, I, I almost started, I almost, I, I felt my, my eyes watering up for Mopey. Like, you watch that video, and you can just see the pain in his voice, and his, in his eye. You can just, you can just see the pain, right? And these are from his lifelong friends, you know? He checked himself into rehab after you guys couldn't help him. And then you block him while he's in rehab. And you put him in your restricted, in your comments. By the way, if if you, you should go check out that list. It's, it's pretty big. It's really, really big. And uh, you go watch the video evidence in Mopey's video. You can tell that James is not only disinterested, but also disgusted being in those videos. So disrespect. There, there's a video, there's video evidence of Mopey asking James multiple times to not sit in front of a GoPro. And then Mopey asks him while James is sitting in front of the GoPro and James moves the GoPro. And that might not sound big to you guys, but that's a shot of a board that he's putting together. And he just moves it out of the way. Now, I bet you if Mopey did that in James's video, James would be highly upset. And you see how much he yelled. <sighs> Zach. Zach, the traveling gamer. I don't even know what to say. After seeing uh, the stream highlights of It's Wolfie, Reacting to TD's video and Lopes' stuff. I mean, biggest, one of the biggest hypocrites out there. Two-faced, you know, manipulative. You went on a stream two times to destroy this woman's name. And yet here you are destroying Mopey's life. Like... Mopey was saying that he made joke that you and Chris made jokes so bad that it basically forced him to this point. And yet you still won't own up to your mistakes at all. Not two hypes mistake, your mistake. Everyone individually in that group, except for Catch, Cash, and Moochie, all made mistakes.
Lastly, Chris. Christopher London. Christopher Obaseki. You're a jerk. You're an absolute... I, I don't even need to talk about Chris. TD. TD destroyed Jidel and Chris. Los destroyed the crap out of Chris. You can tell from the combination of the three guys that Chris is the worst one. And you can see that in the videos. You look at the at the ones who flexed the most in the group when it was seven of them. Tell me the four who flexed the most. Chris is definitely one. Jesse's definitely two. And then it Zach and James interchangeably. Cash flexes a little bit, but not as... I mean, there's videos of Zach just flexing his two-hype chain. And then Moochie, he, he lives like Mopey does. He's got money, but he doesn't show it off. Like, he, he lives smart. He buys what he needs, not what he wants. Now, of course, he splurges sometimes, but any any... 21 22 year old with that type of money is going to do that i'm not blaming i'm I'm not going to tell these guys how to spend their money but still and like just seeing this man this guy that's put out so much good content you know such such a good genuine guy being reduced by his lifelong friends to the point of him needing to check himself into rehab to the point of him seeing that his other lifelong friend being put into his friend group his this this group and nobody wants to give him an extra 1% of a company with six people they could have all gave him 1 or 2% and then they'd all be equal right no, no, that's not what happened. Mopey pitched the idea to the entire group on a Discord call. Mopey said, hey, why don't we give Moochie an extra 1%? Why don't we give him a few extra percents of the company? They all kind of, they didn't acknowledge it. Chris kind of, it, it's it's all business. They don't care about anyone in the group. They, they genuinely do not care. They want to be sidemen. But instead, their morals are sideways, you know? They have everything mixed up. Everything's about money. Everything is about money. They don't treat their editors right. They don't treat the people in the group right. As long as they get their bills paid at the end of the day, they're fine. You know? And it, it, it pains me to see Moby in that condition. So... Mopey, again, if you're listening, I got you, bro. I'm going to be reaching out to you. You probably won't respond because I'm some, some little guy. But if, if if you're in that, like, if, if you respond, like, I will gladly, I, I will very much like to have you on here and just, just, we don't even have to have a podcast, like, I just I just love to talk to you
that, that's all I got to say on this. Uh, one last thing before I end off the podcast. We got a new microphone. Uh, we're waiting for a few other components to come in, and then I'll put it all together. But by the way it's looking, everything should be together by February 2021. Maybe sometime in that month, but it should be all together February 2021. And I'm excited. So with all that said, that's going to be it for today. Sorry it ended on kind of a sad note, but I watched the Mopey video. L-Hype, 2-Hype is canceled. See you later.